Like, I definitely had crushes on people, for sure. But you don't want to say whom? Just, I'm not going to put it on without your permission. You can say it aloud. I know, but like... The pool romances and the drama should be a TV show. It's yeah. totally a Love Island situation. Yeah. normal podcast here to tell you that you're weird and that's normal last episode you got a little introduction to the job i did for 10 years lifeguarding it included rotating and blowing your whistle and handling code browns very exciting stuff i shared that lifeguarding shaped my values For example, that hard work and teamwork are not optional, but required, which really played out during rescues. And we discussed. It's a very naked sport. It's It's like anything aquatics is very naked. And especially if you play water polo, it's very contact, very like full body contact. So I guess we just had very different like levels of comfortability coming into it. So this time, let's talk more about what it was like being in a naked sport with an aquatics culture. But here's the thing. Welcome to aquatics culture. So how do you get used to being in a swimsuit at work all day, every day? Are you constantly thinking about your body or other people's? I saw (laughs) the imprint of his weenus at Airways in his tiny red shorts. Are you turned on all the time or alternatively grossed out? Okay, you may have questions. So to begin, I talked to my high school friends, Tanya and Sarah, about lifeguarding swimsuits. It's funny to think now, like that two-piece, I was so self-conscious wearing the two-piece. Now I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, I know. Why was I even self-conscious about that? I was probably size zero, like, Come on. Were you but, self-conscious in the one piece too? Like, did you guys have any feelings about, you know, prancing around when we first started in our swimsuits? I'm sure I was. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember the two piece though. Like definitely like, mm, I don't know about this. Mm-hmm. I think we definitely got used to it after wearing it for so long. It just kind of felt like an everyday uniform, felt comfortable walking around in it. But I'm sure at the beginning it was a little awkward. I don't remember, but I definitely remember having like the one piece way too long because it literally became like part of me mm-hmm. and I didn't want to get a new swimsuit. Yes. And it like the elastic was out and it, it like just- molds to your body. You mm-hmm. just become one with it. It feels so good. And then a new one, you're all like constrained. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember I do remember that going, oh, I'm fine to get a new one. And like, I just couldn't. Yeah. I remember your sister pointing at my upper thigh and being like, we can still see the hair up here, Abby. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I believe it. I, I believe it too. Yeah. That's burned into your memory. 
Yeah. Oh. Like, really, we need to shave all the way from our ankle <laughs> up to our thigh area. Really? <laughs> so bad. So bad. Oh. I do remember the transition. Like, I feel like our first couple of years, everybody wore one-piece swimsuits. Nobody wore the two-piece thing. Maybe, like, one weirdo person, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a transition. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if it was, like, more two-piece swimsuits were available or whatever, and then people transitioned to wearing that. Like, I do distinctly remember that change. Yeah. You mean, like, yeah. inventory swimsuits west increased? Swimsuits <laughs> west, the only place to go for your lifeguard swimsuit needs. <laughs> Right? I mean, you couldn't go, you couldn't get them anywhere no. else. Like, that's no the only place. There's no Amazon. No. Like, no. you couldn't Google lifeguard mm-hmm. swimsuits and have it delivered. Like, we went to Swimsuits West. After at least two summers sporting the standard one piece, we transitioned to a two piece, which took some mental adjustment as you revealed 10% more of your bod. Perhaps contrary to our instinct to cover, lifeguarding actually built my body confidence. My friend Darlene asked how I felt about my body back in high school on episode 27 after school special about our first sexual experiences. How did you feel about your body at that age? 16 was like sophomore year. So I feel like I was just kind of coming into like, my body's kind of cool. Okay. I was kind of like... Yeah, I don't know. Like, my jeans were a little tighter. My shirts were a little shorter. Like, yeah. I was like almost feeling it. Okay, mm-hmm. that's an interesting time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I felt this way because of my age, leaving the hangups of middle school behind. Maybe I felt this way because my mom tried her best to empower me. But listening back, I think a lot of that was lifeguarding. Picture yourself at work. Maybe the office or a school or a restaurant. You're only wearing your swimsuit. You're walking up and down the halls in your swimsuit. If you don't execute your job perfectly, someone will literally die. Okay, so for just a minute, you start thinking about if Carl in accounting can see your stomach roll and if he thinks it's disgusting. And bam, Barb and HR is dead and it's your fault. So something happens in your brain when your body is mostly exposed all day. You forget to give a shit about what other people think about it. You shed those little niggling thoughts of, can they see my thigh bulge or tiny boobs or giant boobs or back fat or short legs or wide hips or flat butt or whatever. The answer is yes, people can see all those things. So you better get used to it because you have a job that your brain needs to focus on, that your body can execute. So it doesn't matter one bit. So what I learned in lifeguarding is that bodies are not inherently sexual and that feeling good and confident in your body is important for life happiness and is not dependent on how others view you. So with that understanding, the comfort we had in wearing a swimsuit all day for work bled over into the rest of life. Now, the summer temperature in Fresno, California is over 90 degrees, with many days over 100. So you can imagine that clothes are not preferable. But yeah, I was in my swimsuit 24-7. Mm-hmm. Like, 
at least I felt this way. This might not be accurate. I felt like it was totally appropriate to like put a towel around my waist and go to the bank and make like a bank deposit or go to the grocery store and go Absolutely. grocery shopping. Like literally in my swimsuit with maybe a towel. Yep, correct. And I'm fairly confident I went and I was, not, again, not the only person who did this, but like would go to the pool lifeguard all day, teach swim lessons and then go to water polo practice immediately afterwards and then be done at like eight o'clock at night and then take off my suit or go home and go get in the pool to relax because uh-huh. it's still 98 degrees in Fresno at yeah. 10 o'clock at night. Right. And when you got into your car, your hands yes. would be scalded by your steering wheel. Correct. Your thighs would be burnt by your seat. Right. Which is why you drove home with your towel around your waist. Yeah. So you would like, I would jump in the pool at the end of the day to be wet when I got into my car. Correct. To not perish. Yeah, just like afterward, we would go to the bar in our lifeguard gear. I literally did not wear clothes and that was like normal lifestyle. We no longer abide by any social constraints around partial nudity. In fact, we change clothes anywhere. You know, like I would deck change, like, you know, I could just change on the pool deck without having to go into a locker room. I could tie, I could like put a towel around me and just change my swimsuit on the deck without flashing everyone. Like, um, and I was used to hanging out at swim meets all day, just wearing a parka. Cause you know, if you wear your swimsuit all day at a swim meet, you're going to get a yeast infection. So you can't just sit around all day at a meet in your suit. I feel like also lifeguarding gave me permission to like change my clothes anywhere I wanted and just use a towel or just change in the car or like no thought do I ever. I'm like, oh, I should go into a bathroom stall. Absolutely not. Never. No. No. That's funny. comfortable being seen in limited clothing is one thing. I mean, yes, I have memories of thinking those thoughts, right? Of being like, are my pubes out? But like, I very quickly had to be very comfortable in my body with other people's body, with people touching my body, because that's what the whole job was, right? Like it went along with it. The next level is being touched regularly. Being in a bathing suit and having other people touching me while I'm in a bathing suit was like a very normal thing for me. This happens initially in lifeguard certification training, but then continues during regular practice sessions and drills, where one of you is the victim and one or several are the rescuers. Tina, Vicky and I were talking about how like, so you had to, like often we would practice the backboarding, right? So if you were the victim, how awkward it was to like be on the board above water and with just like your coochie and potential pubes oh. just at your coworkers Every, eye level. All, all of it. And then they would be Last episode we talked about the potential awkwardness of this particular scenario which we all had to experience. In texts with a male lifeguard friend, he said it was funny we were worrying about pubes. Guys were worried about cold water and their suit suctioned around their junk. It's shrinkage. Corey added this insight. This period of life is full of new experiences. It was just like, here is my mound right here in front of you. And as you are also going through puberty and learning about, like, all of it. Mm -hmm. it, Yeah. Yeah. All of it. 
And you're just like, oh, well, I guess this Everybody is... had to do it. Everybody had to be there. I remember doing it and freezing, being so cold during some of those. I remember, like, getting hit, like, being on the backboard and getting hit on the wall as I'm being dragged out. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, my God, right. So you had the lift where you would, like hold someone's hands on yep. the pool deck you would jump out you would grab their hands and then you would have to like uh, uh, oh, and I, lift them to waist level but always your nipples would just scrape against the side I of the pool deck bruises on my hips from it too always because oh. they would like drop you down like they'd have to drop you right and i felt like i was always the victim in the scenarios why i don't know because again i'm a yes person so um, I do like I I enjoyed all of that though. I remember like there was something about it that was really like it did make you feel like you were part of a team, and it was really fun to be yeah a part of all of it. Right, that's the caveat to all of this. You get over the awkwardness for the benefit. Being part of a team, a close team who can operate like a machine when an emergency strikes. And you feel good when you see your body can do something valuable, swim far, save people. So I said earlier that we discovered bodies are not inherently sexual. But does that mean there won't be any hanky-panky if you toss a bunch of horny teenagers together for the summer? The part that goes with it is you're doing this all day, right? You're hanging out, you're all 16 to 21, 22, Running 23, around. in your bathing suits, hanging out, talking High trash. on vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Ooh, true. Yeah. And you're, everybody's got serotonin flowing from all the vitamin D they're getting. Mm-hmm. And then you're... High on the sun. And you're so looking true. good in your swimsuit, and you're just flirting up a storm. What cracks me up about that is that Vicky is saying flirting up a storm while Teen is saying sandwiches. Both of those activities were equally valued while lifeguarding. So what that led to was... Some, some weird stuff going on. Yeah, and you're just like rubbing lotion on each other all day. Like, come on. There's going to be some hanky panky. <laughs> yeah, wow, I, I met and married someone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. From that, from the sunscreening. Wow. Yeah. That brought back a lot. <laughs> I do think one of the best parts was having somebody rub sunscreen on you. Yeah. Like, everybody had their own style as well, which was funny. Like, there was definitely people who were more slappy with it. <laughs> and then you had the the people who would rub it underneath your strap. Yes, you have to get under You have to get strap. under the strap. And those people were just angels. Yeah. And you tried to get them to do it. Yeah. yeah. If you're lucky, somebody give you a little bit of a massage. Did you have any work crushes? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, yes. Just all of them. <laughs> yeah, probably more than I can count. I remember shit like that. You bitch, I crush. 
I admit in my garage. Of course you ended up having like crushes on people. You were barely clothed with people who were older than you. I mean, that was part of it, was that you got to hang out with adorable people all day mm-hmm. and flirt with them mm-hmm. and play with them in the pool. Yeah. All of it was so innocent flirting all the time. Mm-hmm. And then you'd ask them to like rub lotion on your body. Right. The romances, the pool romances that happened, and the drama should be a TV show. Yeah. Like, it should be, like... Yeah. Yeah, it should definitely be, like, a romantic TV show. It's a Love Island situation. It's totally a Love Island situation. Yeah. I mean, in this room, we had people that we all made out with different, the same people, on accident, acts of purpose. I don't know, it was years ago. With Mr. Mark. <laughs> I'll tickle well, well. Oh, wow. Yep, I remember. I need to ask that guy how many lifeguards he slept with in his career. Can you get him on the podcast? It's astronomical. <laughs> We're friends on LinkedIn. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but I never touched his penis, so <laughs> we keep it profesh. <laughs> Holding hands with Mark and his truck, and that was like one of the first times that that had ever happened. Yeah, I definitely think we, we smooched. There was definitely a lot of hooking up going on. unfortunately was married for most of my lifeguard career, so I didn't get to partake of the full lifeguard experience. It's one of my greatest regrets. But I had one glorious summer of singledom, during which I sorta dated a co-worker, who then also explored his options. Vicky describes in detail how we really became friends on episode 31, Won't You Be My Friend. Here's a clip. We worked together, we were acquaintances. It was the 4th of July. I had a party I mean, at my house. Boss, he flirted with everyone. Um, he was a playa playa of the early 2000s. And I don't really know how it all happened. But by the end of the night, my stupid 21-year-old self had crossed lines that should not have been crossed. Mm-hmm. Some interest staff things happened acts of purposely that created a weird work environment, but also a tight lady friendship. So anyways, it wasn't all messy like that one. I had a boyfriend for a good chunk mm-hmm. of this time. Mm-hmm. So I missed part of it. But the times that I was single, it felt innocent. Yeah, it was just like little summertime sweet flings. Yes, I agree. That's how it like seemed at the time. Agreed. And like you always had your, you know, bestie work flirt that was kind of a summer romancey kind of thing, but not. I feel like it was sort of like a summer romance collectively. You know, like we just ended up all having the best time getting sucked into this job and the romance of all of it Mm -hmm. and 
you know, music would be blasting and we'd make up stupid dances and wear silly things and again, have so many hours to try to pass the time, entertain ourselves, each other. Yeah. I remember about lifeguard training. I met my head lifeguard. He was so gorgeous. And uh, she's really well, obsessed with her head guard person. Well, who who is this? Who he was. Oh, okay, okay. I mean, it's Michael. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, of course. So he was a sophomore, freshman, sophomore in college, mm. frat boy, mm-hmm. curly brown hair, bright blue eyes, gorgeous, funny, yeah. smart. Yeah. Oh, half naked, always, all the yes. time. So we're in the pool, we're drilling together, we're doing the drills, you know, we're saving each other. It was super fun. Lots of work crushes and some hookups, but legit relationships came out of lifeguarding too. I know of at least three marriages that blossomed from time together on the pool deck. Here's Tamara. Years and years ago, I was 19 and he was four years older. And I remember going to this pool meeting. So there's lifeguards kind of everywhere. The whole pool is surrounded by lifeguards. And there's this one guy sitting with his legs in the pool. He's got like a mohawk and tattoos and he's like suntanned and gorgeous. And I was all, well, there's trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Truth. Little did you know. Yeah, I was all in on that one. Were you guys assigned to the same pool? No, I. so we started actually hanging out because he had a daughter who was three and I was teaching swim lessons. And uh, he would he brought his daughter and put her in my swim lessons. So then I would talk to him because of that. And then we kind of saw each other around because of just mutual lifeguarding friends. And then we went on that one trip where I think everybody was skinny dipping uh-huh. in the lake. Yeah. And she fell and she busted her face. Yeah. And I want to say they, they were dating. They were dating. Yeah. Cause that's why she couldn't catch herself. Cause he was holding her hand. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot that. Yeah. <laughs> We, to be fair, we did not start dating that night, but it was like around that time they stopped dating and yeah. we started dating after that. Yeah. We just kept on dating and we got married like a couple years later and then divorced a couple years after. No, like 10 years after that, it was, I think it was like 26, 27. Dating in your workplace can be real risky. And I don't mean all the potential HR problems that as an adult I am now aware of. I mean the gossip and the risk for summer-long shame. Uh, Tanya, do you remember the shooter story? Oh, I do. I, I remember very well. <laughs> it might very, be very well. dirty for the podcast. I don't know, but... <laughs> That's the one date. Oh, that was <laughs> the one lifeguard date I ever went on. Really? Oh. That's hard to forget. Please note, this story is not suitable for younger listeners. All right. This guy was cute, uh-huh. tall, yeah. brown hair, 
and he would like come up while I was on the high guard stand and like chat with me and then he asked me to go on a date like all cute style so we went to a movie and we saw alien and I didn't like it and I thought it was a weird date movie and I remember he like put his hand on my thigh during the movie and I was 16 so like zero experience with anything dating touching anything and then he took me home and he like gave me a good night kiss in the truck and then he took out his penis and put my hand on it and I had literally no idea what I was supposed to do or why this was happening and I definitely was not interested in this happening and I just like barely touched it and then he came oh my god yeah and he came everywhere it was like all over me all over him and he had to take off his shirt and like clean it up and I was like well, I was going to invite you in to meet my parents, but I guess I'm not. And I just got out of the truck and walked away. Oh my God. <laughs> and then the next day at work, I get to the pool and people, specifically my best friend Tanya, was like, how was the date? Tell us everything. And I was like, I absolutely will. And I told the entire pool that story. And then they called him Shooter for the rest of the summer. So good. (laughs) And I didn't feel bad for him. No, absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. You did this to yourself, sir. play that kind of game, you get the summer-long shame. And then there was also maybe, probably things HR would frown upon. How did you end up sleeping over in your boss's bed? How did that even occur? (laughs) (laughs) Well, there was just so much inappropriateness like if like hindsight <laughs> all, all of it is all of it so much inappropriateness um I just think sexual harassment was like part of it but there was a party he threw a party at his house at his apartment mm-hmm. and there were a bunch of us and I'm sure I drank alcohol and I woke up in the morning and the dude who's in charge of the entire, all of it, I'm in bed with him <laughs> and he's spooning me and I'm very weirded out cause he's my boss. Uh-huh. Um, and luckily like it really didn't go much further than that, but like that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, I feel like, Lines like that got crossed a lot. Yeah, just constantly. Constantly. Some of it was innocent. Some of it was probably not. Really? Do you feel that way? I mean, right now, because you brought up sexual harassment, I'm trying to, like, categorize things based on my 2023 
awareness right right? and so like yeah i think that the the relationships that happened in like a hierarchical you know direct reporting situation probably are not cool right should have been addressed correct but kind of all the other like flirty hookups stuff like honestly it it was welcome i guess is what i'm saying like everyone was in this bucket together agreed i do (laughs) it wasn't like perpetrated agreed i think that the level of flirting the level of like hookup all of that i think was fine it it really was management shouldn't be like hooking up with the lower level of employee people no there was some of that there was definitely some of that show i definitely remember the switch at some point like once the baby lifeguards like the next generation started coming in so like tanya's younger sisters things like shifted it was college like once we got to college once we got to college it was like a shift like obviously like i still let them drink or whatever it is i mean that was the culture right just same as how i was treated when i was 16 they were treated the same way but the interaction was different like i'm not like flirting with any of them No. I might put lotion on them, but there's no nothing weird. <laughs> no, nothing <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there was definitely like, a, yeah, an evolution of your of the work. You know, similarly in the same way, like a camp situation works. Like we moved our way up from like CITs to camp counselors to mm-hmm. then like directors. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. So with the more responsibility, with the olderness, we all, I don't know. Yeah. Did not make out with. No, I did. I did not. No, I did not hook up with any sixteen-year-olds. Just to be very clear here. Very clear with that. It happened the opposite direction. Yeah. Yeah. So. Great. We're all clear on that. When Corey and I were in leadership roles, no young staff were treated inappropriately. These days, anytime we all hang out, it's in our swimsuits at the pool or the beach or on a water slide. (laughs) And we're still very comfortable in our bodies. They've changed, but we haven't. The skill of not giving a shit about other people's eyes is one I hope to continue to hone. These tan tales continue next time with After Hours Adventures. You know what one of my favorite memories is? Half the time, all the lifeguards were at your house, Corey. <laughs> and then we, we, we went to the hot tub, and um, yeah, you and Abby were <laughs> on, on, on a dare. Oh my God, I just choked. I wish you could see her <laughs> husband. I wish you could see Aaron's face right now. <laughs> <laughs>